we were talking about, oh, they got Vibranium, and oh, we only got Umbaku, and we get to a disservice of an otherwise interesting character, which is Riri Williams. And uh, the thing is, is like, I know a bit about Riri Williams. She seems awesome and dope. And I think she got absolutely misused in this movie. Absolutely misused. She starts as the MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. Which is we gotta go and get this scientist who built this device. We don't know anything, and it's Riri Williams. Now we gotta go and take her back to Wakanda before the U.S. figures out her involvement, and also this other vague third. They don't even know about the third party. We're just gonna take her back because the colonialists are gonna grab her, and then she gets kidnapped along. And it's just yeah. The thing is, she's a MacGuffin, and then she gets to make her first, her her Mark II suit with Wakanda technology, and that's it. There's there's no character development. All we get is she's a genius. She's making her own Ironheart suit. Yeah. Takes after her dad a little bit. That's it. She gets no character development. So. I, I remember how much you loved Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> and uh, oh, America Chavez. America right. Chavez got the time and enough development because the whole thing was that she didn't know how to use her powers because she was afraid of her powers because her powers, she thinks, killed her parents. Yeah. Right? And at the end of it, she's given enough of you got this kid to use her powers intentionally to save the day cool great awesome that's an arc that's an arc it's enough to set up that character it, yeah it kind of takes dr strange out of the the the, the main protagonist yeah it wasn't his movie whatever. it wasn't, it wasn't his, his movie. It, it was wanda and america's movie yeah go ahead but riri's done even worse here because it's just like hi you're cool oh you're the MacGuffin. okay you're gonna go with us and you're gonna get almost no character development you're gonna get almost no interest you're gonna do some combat stuff cool so this new combat suit that you've never used before and has a whole bunch of bells and whistles that's gonna go awesome cool there's nothing there there's nothing there and i i'm sure this is someone giving orders to Brian Coogler of like wedge that into the story please yeah because they she's they're, they're she's set, gonna have a Disney plus TV show they're they're setting up all the the young Avengers which yeah. cool but just man, no, do it right and nobody's like, asking for that either how about let them the, carve out their own <laughs> well and here's the thing. thing so here's the thing if if Riri had gotten I would say even a little less character development in like oh the background oh she's like having to work in this junk shop and all that sort of stuff just she built the tech cool we need to get you out of here oh we both got kidnapped her and suri taken down to talakan up she gets back to wakanda and she maybe builds one thing but she doesn't build her iron heart suit she doesn't like just introduce her don't make her a focal point 
give her space of like at the end, maybe that's a second end credits where she's like working with Suri of like so I've got some ideas and just leave yeah. it at that and exactly. then then let her have her whole suit where she really gets the arc of building her suit and all and we get her full character development yeah. it was yeah it was a waste of it was a waste of space on the page I think to the other complaint of bringing another male black Wakandan figure yeah right yeah. bring in another one like yeah. I, I feel that the absence of Forrest Whitaker's character like he could have he could have played some type of advisory role to Shuri like he did with T'Challa yeah. um, but he got killed it's just yeah it, yeah. it was oh okay yeah, that makes Killmonger sense. Killmonger took him out because he deceived his father in him because that's the one that was infiltrated his his dad um, and told the snitched on him. Yeah, well, well, really, he's doing his job because really, his you know his dad was kind of going behind the back of Wakanda. Um, but yeah, but some male character, something, something. But yeah, she was wedged in there, and it, all that stuff that they had her just busy work. They wanted the scene of her making the suit and all this other kind of stuff, just for her not to be able to get it back at the end because it's too much technology that she shouldn't have. And I agree that it right? should have been less. Like it should have been mentioned that they got the technology right and the whole thing about finding the person didn't really matter it'd be more or less finding the tech and getting rid of it or thinking the tech was done by these scientists and then find the tech and destroy it and then at the end and then you find out it was really riri who who made the tech they took it from her that's when right. they said the thing about i did that as an assignment for a class like like you don't even think you don't even know it has anything to do with her until the end where you find out that it was this little black girl in college who made up this stuff in a class as a project and it was all her all her doing and she was like although Connor's mad at me and then end it the same right. line that she said but just at the very end and that's with, just with it. as many with as many little teasers like in the background that the mcu is done of just like a name on a screen yeah eagle-eyed people being like oh the name on that is riri williams yeah. right like they, they could have done that a, a whole ton of different ways yeah i mean the the, the whole thing is like the, the difficulty no matter what is like someone made that tech and mm -hmm. clearly there is a huge amount of money behind getting that tech made and in the ocean even if they went back to the scientists the engineers that made it yeah you know the CIA already has a copy of the exactly. blueprints, like that, in a server. That, that, it's like it's too late. That's why I didn't even it's understand the. That's why I didn't understand the importance of knowing exactly who did it. That's why. That's why if you found because a lot of stuff is made, we don't necessarily know who it is or whatever. But that technology is kind of out there and stuff. I thought it would have been cool if Ruby didn't know anything about it, how it's being used that way. But Shuri was smart enough to find out who really did it. Because it could have been some other scientists taking credit for it and they thought that it was them, but she finds out you're the ones that really did it, you know, let's take a ride. And then she takes her off to Wakanda or whatever. But like I said, it, it didn't have to be all this so running around, like you said, for all this stuff to happen that she really didn't contribute to. And when she did, it wasn't it really, to me, it was just for spectacle stuff happening, but it wasn't anything that really changed anything. Because the whole thing with Shuri, she got kidnapped because she went to go find her. So all this stuff could have happened, yep. but they, but the reason they used her in funky ways, you know, they, yeah. 
Well, yeah. and the thing is, is once but... you realize it's like, oh, someone made a tech to find vibranium. There's no way, even calling it a prototype, it doesn't matter because there's going to be multiple copies of the blueprints. Yes. So that tech's out there. So that changes the whole problem to not, we got to get the one person that made it, the super genius. It's, ah, shit, what do we do now? Exactly. Because because they're looking for other vibranium but it also they don't care necessarily at first they're like oh, what do we do with this we don't care but then namor is the one that's like if they find it we're gonna fuck you up first yeah right they're setting up all these weird things where it's like eh, it doesn't the actual sort of geopolitical moves that people would be making don't quite make sense namor's does namor's yeah. does because he's like we have to fucking stay hidden and you're the only one that understand our problem so you're gonna solve our problem i didn't mind that part like, i thought that was fair yeah. that that worked yeah i like that. all of yeah. namor's motivations i totally fucking got yeah he it's was like, killmonger it's maybe not <laughs> kind of like, in a way they they, they had more similarities it, 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 than not he had way more of the edges like ground down mm -hmm. but it was very much more like I have no problem doing the hard shit to protect my people. Mm -hmm. Killmonger was a little bit more like, I'm making you my people, right? And then I'm okay. going to subjugate everyone else. Namor was a much narrow in, in Well, okay. Yeah. I think that's kind of due also to, to leadership because he doesn't have to ask anybody. They're kind of going down with what he wants to go to do anyway. So say he could have some telecam people that'd be like, hey. He's their god emperor. Right, right. So so it's almost kind of, his folks kind of submit to him versus, you know, Killmonger having to make a people who wasn't involved all of a sudden into this kind of thing, so. So we don't get to see, we get to see very, very little of him ruling and giving directives and it's the one time it's like hey we're going to fucking war and everyone's like game on mm -hmm. we don't get to see any of the other interpersonal power plays that do or do not happen in there until as you called out when you guys at the end where he's where he's like where his lieutenant basically is like right. yo god king why why are we playing nice with the condens and he's basically like well they 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 respect us. They're our allies now. They protect us, right? And if they step out of line, we'll just come back and punch him again. But she's kind. Of, but she's kind of like, but why, why? Like we, like why shouldn't we just go back and punch them right now? It's like that's the first time we get to see any tension in his leadership. And there might have been tension before, mm -hmm. but they, but who knows? Yeah. Like. Pretty much any leader is going to have some fucking tension with like their subjects yeah um, and then but also with that kind of leadership and government you kind of regardless of that it's kind of like if they say go then you go it's, it's like you know you could have people who don't agree with it but if you know if they say it's on then unfortunately or fortunately it's it's on um until they overdraw the morale bank account. Right. Or, yeah. Like, Putin's having fun doing that right now. Yeah. So it just kind of... It's just... It's, 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 yeah. Um, so shall we talk about the third act? Because I got feelings <laughs> about the third act. Let's, let's go for it. <laughs> the third act was so flat. 
it was so flat. So I, I think we can kind of qualify the third act as when Siri finally gets figures out how to recreate the herb of life or you know whatever it is mm-hmm. that uh, the flower of Wakanda that uh, purple herb gives the ancestral black pa- black panther power mm-hmm. and she goes t- to see the afterlife yeah right and the the big twist reveal is that it's Killmonger is the ancestor that greets her that was cool which oh, was that was cool good. and that's that scene was great that yeah. scene was great mm-hmm. and i i'm pretty sure if i remember correctly they also trick end the scene before the scene actually ends and she comes out of it she's very upset and then mm-hmm. we get a flashback later to the rest of that scene where he's like look you picked me you picked me because you want to burn shit down mm-hmm. and who's going to help you burn shit down but fucking me yeah, yeah. right but the thing is is like the whole setup is like eh, she's gonna have to find a way to not kill namor not just not kill him but like not give him to revenge and it's just like i could see the whole path of like how the third act was gonna go mm-hmm. and there was no tension because it's like she's gonna beat him and she's not gonna kill him we're right. going to have to think that she's so angry and bloodthirsty that she's going to kill him. But then at the last moment, there's going to be some little thing that's going to make her go no. So it's like all the rest of this is window dressing. Mm-hmm. All the rest of this is window dressing. And sadly, all the the combat stuff that's happening on the, the Wakandan boat, ship, I didn't care. It was so flat. It was so bland. And it just like, after... I, I think also because of like Andor and like even even other things like Infinity War. Like yeah. so much of that was grounded in a physical space. It just felt like green screen boat, green screen ship. Like yeah. none of it felt grounded. Like yeah, the, the night something suits, or whatever. But it, it the, just the, well, yeah, those didn't work. Like, none of it felt grounded. None of it felt like anyone was in real danger. Like, it was hard to, like... Clearly, at the end of it, it's supposed to be like, oh, shit, the Wakandans took a bunch of losses. Because you want the tension to be there. Like, oh, they're going to fucking lose. But it's like, none of the characters we care about. Right. So... Only the ones we care about are surviving. So it's right. only droves of droves right. of folks up there. But at the end, it's only the last four with Spears trying to hold off. And I'm thinking, like... Once again, once again, I could deal without that whole scene, but since they did it, you made the Wakandas look bad again. They they right. they look incompetent. Like they are in the middle of nowhere on a boat and have no contingency plans. Don't the, the ship doesn't heat up, it doesn't fly off, it doesn't, doesn't do anything. It just sits there and it's sinking. I was just glad they didn't do any cutscenes of some, you know, Wakandas out there talking about I can't swim. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm just glad. I'm just glad it was no mess like that. I'll just, uh, and that uh, that's that's the, that's all I needed was a cutscene of some Wakandas in the water can't swim. We're gonna go and talk more about the the third act, but like the other thing that just like I could not get on board for was for Suri when she took the 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 flower and she oh. shows up in the meeting and she's got the 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 black panther suit the over the top moment 
Lincoln Hawks has a long road to travel. Welcome to the Arm Wrestling World Championship competition. He's a man who's never beaten the odds. Sylvester Stallone. Over the top. She's a slight girl. And it's one of those things where it's like the mass doesn't make sense. Like he's just, it's not even that he's a strong guy. It's literally, she's just tiny. And it's like, this is the thing with like any super strong characters. Like none of the physics makes sense. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the thing that threw me off. Cause th- that was, again, it was the reverse war for it's like, Oh, we're going to take Umbaku our strongest mm-hmm. person. And she's going to sh- show that's what it was. She's super strong. Now got it. Get out or jump out of the damn plane and jump 12 stories and land on her feet and be like, all right, clearly she's souped up. Mm-hmm. Is this weird thing of like that scene seemed more about like, Oh, everyone can see her like not caving to Mbaku's strength. Clearly she's taken the the thing. Boom, she's in charge. All right, cool. That got shorthanded. But it was when it got into that big boat fight. Not even her fight with Namor. The big boat fight. I can buy that the heart-shaped herb. There it is. Brain works. <laughs> Gives you super strength and agility. Okay, great. Cool. You got super agility. But she ain't done any of that shit before. She is never set up as like super combatty. I don't even remember her doing like the bridge fight before she gets kidnapped, doing much, much of anything like com- combat wise. But she is now just running along the side of the boat like and flipping and, and kicking like, it. Yeah. Too, and it's just like, nope, nope, can't I, buy it. I, because I, even T'Challa. It's heavily implied in it. He's done tons of training. Right. So that makes it, it's one thing for her to go and say, the heart-shaped herb is like the super soldier serum. And it gives you strength and agility, but you still have to like learn how to fight. It would be like, imagine, imagine if they gave, she didn't have the Black Panther suit. She had the heart-shaped herb and they gave her a sword. And they had her fight an extremely skilled Olympic fencer. I would still expect the Olympic fencer to have the edge for most of the fight. To not for her to suddenly get out of perfectly dual. So that was just like, nope, too quick. Too quick. Too quick. Again, if it had happened somewhat early in the movie, you just gave me one quick montage of her like leveling up her training and expertise, it wouldn't have been just like, nope, this is too much. Or it could have been fixed. It could have been fixed with like even a line where when Queen Mother was upset about her courier even taking her to America, could have been like, you know, she's one of my best students. You know, I know it's not her thing, but she can protect herself. Right? She'll be okay. You she's know what I mean? She's been training with me for five years ever since T'Challa got exactly, snapped. Exactly. Or even before Bam. that, she's always been one of my favorite students. You know, she kind of does her own thing, but she can protect herself. And I got her. You know, I have her. Even that something yep. but when i started flipping around on that side of the boat too i'm like this is too it was part of me like wow that's dope and the special effects are dope and there's also kind of like what how does she yeah you know yeah, yeah. It, it was it was hard so it's hard to to like swallow that 
but even just like the larger battle it was hard to track what was going on where with the boat and like at least the whole thing on the hovercraft the the, the jet to like cook namor yeah that tracked really well but it felt so bare bones fucking basic yeah there's no chess moves and and here's where i think i i really i really like that they picked killmonger there's the emotional component of what the killmonger is doing in that scene which is i am vengeance i am ready to help you fuck shit up yeah and i think the flashback to the second half of that scene if i think if they had just given us that whole scene Mm -hmm. as her being angry and like that's why you picked me as your ancestor and i'm gonna help you fucking do that and her ending that scene instead of being upset by how scary and ugly that is when she comes out of it the first time right yeah her in the moment being like yeah i want to watch the world fucking burn because i'm so fucked up and angry but i don't actually want to do that to talo chan i don't want to do that to namor right because she's already had that whole experience of like i'm not gonna burn that place down and it's like yeah my rage is there that's not why i picked you i don't think or i don't think that's why i picked you Mm -hmm. i picked you because you know how to fuck with people's heads better than my father better than my brother they're peacemakers Mm -hmm. you know how to go to war you know how to break people apart i without killing namor i need to bring him to heal that's dope yeah right i need a strategist i don't have a strategist you you piece of shit yeah you're a strategist yeah. And I and I feel like there's a version of Killmonger that'd be like, huh, fair enough. Okay, yeah. let's yeah, yeah. play. But that that part of that, of her refuting that she picked them because of vengeance, but she picked them because of strategy, that's the reveal later. Right? So we think she's coming out of this. She's gonna fuck up Namor, right? And when she comes out of that the the whole visiting the ancestral plane right it's a different tone right because she's not upset because she's angry she doesn't come out of it upset she comes out of it cold because now she's got her plan right right and it's like we're gonna bring the talachan to heal right and then it becomes we're laying out all these different plays mm-hmm. right and maybe we don't show the audience all of them, but I keep wanting that quarterback scene where it's like, we're going to do this and then we're going to do this and we're going to do this and we're going to do this, right? Because right. then you can have that cut back to her talking with Killmonger to then just wiping to the scene of her talking to her people of like, and we're going to set up this and then we're going to set up this. And I think we're going to set up this but also have it where Umbaku and oh God, I can't remember her name. The head of the guard is like, what about Akuria. this? Akuria. Right. Have them all play into that. So the like, oh shit, this is happening. Boom. Here's this counter to it. So you can have Namor doing these crazy and outlandish things, but, oh, we wanted them to do something like that. Or, oh, we anticipated that and we set it up and it, 
it enhances the competence of everyone where the bad guys get to look dangerous and crazy and wild and threatening right yeah. and so even if you were hiding and i would even say don't hide what shuri's plan is mm-hmm. don't hide her her goal her goal is not to kill namor because that's like a false tension it's a false tension right yeah. it's we need to stop namor before he does x right the mm-hmm. tension is can we stop namor before he does this thing so like having it be on the ocean isn't necessarily the right tension right right it has to be we need to set a trap for namor before he destroys something else that's the tension and then it can be the play counterplay play counterplay not what is my emotional breakthrough that's going to happen that's not going to have me be a killer and i was like she's not going to do that cuz they're not going to kill namor and it right. doesn't you haven't sold me on Suri being so distraught over her brother that she's going to become a killmonger. It just doesn't work. Lack of strategy on the side of the Wakandans. And that's been my issue with the whole thing. Because, like I said, it looked like the Talakans are just kind of running through them. And it seemed like they would have more prepared. Not necessarily for that situation, but it seemed like they would be a quick learner to know if they broke into your house once that you'll be ready for them when they come the next time. At least. At least. Um... And the whole thing of her motivation, what okay, what is your thoughts on Queen Mother being killed? Or or dying? So are we talking Namor's motivation or the writing choice? I'm t- I'm talking not I'm talking about Shuri's motivation. Because oh, that's after the Queen Mother is killed. Yeah. Yeah. That was supposed to be the now she's already mad about as far as because of her brother, which is fine. Like the whole Okay. Yeah. Yeah, what do you it's, think? It's difficult because you, you, this again goes to the, they're really trying to sell that tension of like, yeah. she's going to go bad. Right. So it's one thing to say, oh, I'm so distraught and angry at the world because my brother died and I couldn't do anything to stop it. That's not enough for her to be like, oh, this guy's attacking our city. Man, he really did a lot of damage. I hate him now, even though I was a guest at his really nice city. So you need to have something of Namor kicking the dog, which in this case is killing the Queen Mother. And that's supposed to give us enough to think she might go over the edge because that, that is so doing that doubling damage, down on tragedy. So doing all that damage and everything that's been done to Wakanda, you don't think that would have been enough? She's already pissed off already. She's talking about she's going to burn the world just because of T'Challa, right? She's been on that since the beginning of the of the of the. And, and this is and this is after they do the beginning, and then they cut two years forward, and she still got that anger talking about she still want to burn the world. So, it's not enough. I don't. I don't. I don't think it's enough. Like the the, the I, problem. The I, like problem you said, I didn't is... think she was gonna kill him either. I didn't. I never thought that that he would be in danger like that. Yeah, um, they, they did everything on paper that should have made it feel like a genuine threat that she was gonna kill him. And I'm sure for some people, like they're like, oh man, she might do it because it's a very personal thing. It's one thing if he came in and attacked Wakanda and fucked up shit, fucked it up worse than he did, but he made it intrinsically personal by taking the opportunity to kill the mother. 
I don't think I'm trying to remember because he didn't like. He broke. He saw that he she was in the there, and she fled the throne with her in there, because he already told her yeah. not to say anything. So the way they did don't start it, shit. yeah. So the way they did it is almost kind of like, well, he didn't kill her; the water killed her, but he did fill the tank up. But I just think that um, even if she wasn't mad, right? Even if they needed a new Black Panther, and they needed a protector, and she was going to be that protector, I wouldn't need for. Queen Mother to pass for her to to know that she needs no. to protect Wakanda. You don't have to be the king. You don't right. have to be the queen to be the protector. Exactly. You can be the prince or princess in waiting and exactly. be the protector. Exactly. Like I'm doing it for my brother. What would my brother do? My brother would protect this, and I feel it's my responsibility. So her getting some kind of some kind of feeling or some kind of um, enlightenment on that as uh, how how even though she didn't want to be a part of this this is her duty and her lineage as well and she's going to step up to it and i don't think it had to be a mad angry thing and i gotta get revenge kind of thing this movie had like a lot well, of and here's a lot of emotions that were just kind of all over the place and without direction and i can't tell her how to feel for her and her brother passing and stuff but i just thought that in the story they needed her to be upset and the way they were connecting these dots to make her upset or to try to push her over the edge or feel like she's pushed over the edge for us, I thought it didn't necessarily work for me. This is the problem well, the other thing too. with having crazy deadlines with movies and not taking time because it probably felt fine there considering the amount of time they had, right? To pull it together and rewriting it within a year and then shooting it. A lot of stuff I might do looks done to me you know what, until I step away for it for a while and come back and be like, oh, that's not balanced. Or I come back and be like, oh, that's not the right color. You know, but you need that with time away from it. Cause when you're in it and your nose is in it, of course that perspective, you're you're living and breathing it for that extent of time. Yeah, it looks fine. And depending on who you have around you, they may not know any better, but you notice things with time. And I think more time with that would have took the essence of things that really was important and made sense and it would have got rid of a whole bunch of other stuff that because it seemed like he's trying to work it out on the page for some of this stuff to me as, as much as i like his writing and stuff it seemed like there's a lot of stuff that was kind of like you could have did that cleaner you could have said that with less words but he didn't have enough time to get right. to that point so it feels like he's well, just I, throwing out stuff and it's not refined I, she gotta be mad they got to fight they have to have a MacGuffin. They got to have a resolve, you know, and it's just all these big lofty, we got to continue T'Challa's legacy. So all these things we have to have and then grief, but don't make everybody feel too sad because you want mm -hmm. people to rewatch it and you want to bring up Chadwick, but not too much. You know, we want to do woman power. Um, and so instead of seeing like this might be a little off balance we're going to lean into it and put extra female characters in here too to to, to you know to go with the girl power thing what, it's, with it, the two extra door melange with that and riri oh well riri um, is part of a larger sort of girl power thing yeah, yeah he, kugler had a lot Considering how good it was, to be clear, to anyone yeah. listening, we thought it was good. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Entertaining, compelling. Like, um, 
it didn't totally land, but like he's got coming out of COVID. Yeah. He's got the loss of his protagonist actor. He's got you got to include Riri Williams and who knows what other directives and time constraints. Like it's impressive that it was as good as it was. Yeah. Um, That's Mitch. You got accused of robbing a bank. <laughs> what? He was filming in Atlanta. He went to bank. I think it was Bank of America to uh, get a withdrawal because he pays his the person that that. Oh, that, that's right. I heard about this. Yeah. So he asked for ca- he asked for cash. He wrote on a note and it says, you know, and it has his account number and stuff in there. Cause he said deposit he, slip. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he don't like to announce it out loud, which you shouldn't in public. Cause he want people knowing how much, you know, what he's asking. Let me guess. The person was just like, that's so much money. He must be robbing the place because black people don't have that much money or some racist and, bullshit. And the woman was black who did it, but yes. Oh God. No, no. Hey, black people could do, have the same. We drink the same Kool-Aid. We're in the same right. society and stuff. So we could be just as guilty and it sounds crazy, but we could be just as guilty as something we would accuse others for. And so yes, she felt scared and didn't know what to do versus looking at the account number or seeing his name. I'm sure it's on the news that Ryan Coogler is out there directing a new Black Panther Mm. movie. I knew about it. I live in Vallejo. So I'm sure her being a young Black woman, she heard of Black Panther before, Ryan Coogler, and knowing that they're filming movies and stuff. But yet still, she didn't think to check the account number that's written on there to verify if there's money in there. Because nobody says, hey, give me money. Who does that? Me as, a black, account, me as a black man, I wouldn't even do that. And I, even uh, if I had money in there, I wouldn't be in there and give me 200. I wouldn't say give me a dollar and not expect to get hurt without giving a little bit more context to what I'm asking in a bank. Right. So, yeah. So, yeah, he's dealing with that. <laughs> that poor dude. So he, <laughs> he can't get his money. You know, the other thing, the other thing going back to the, the queen mother thing. <laughs> so, um, we were watching something the other night, me and Dana. And something about parents dying or something was in it and she's like why are there so many stories about like kids and teenagers parents dying it's like because otherwise it's the parents jobs to deal with shit like that's why the obi-wan kenobi has to fucking die in a new hope because otherwise he's the hero he's the one in charge he's the one calling the shots so for Again, I don't like it, but another reason why they might have taken the Queen Mother out is because then it does explicitly put Suri in charge. Okay. And if she's not in charge, if she's, yes, Black Panther, Wakanda's protector, but she's still on the Queen's leash. She's still taking orders from the Queen, and the Queen would nix the whole like you're gonna go and murder that guy right it's not suri's choice whatever happens if the queen says yes queen says no it's the queen's choice it's not suri's choice so by man they should have just put her in a coma they should have just put her in a coma then she's not dead she might die but then suri gets to assume control and then it's her choice. But why would she have to be in control for that if she's the protector? Because she doesn't get to make policy unless she's the queen. Right. Just because Who, she's but, the protect. Right. But who says that she has to? That's my point. T'Challa was the protector and his dad was the king before he died. Yeah. 
before okay. he died. Okay, so so could Shuri. She could be the protector. But because thing about it is, Mbaku became the ruler, right? Because that's why he was like, "Who's going to challenge me?" So he got the the throne side of it, and she has the protector side. I don't think he was claiming any mantles. What was it? That's what the challenge was for. And they was expecting Shuri to come out, and she didn't at the waterfall. Oh, oh, oh! I totally missed that scene. Yeah. <clears throat> But she can't be responsible for everything unless the other leaders are out of the way. And unfortunately, I, they, they could have just almost killed the Queen Mother and put her in a coma. And then you could have had the same sequence of events, which is, well, you're not the Black Panther. Umbaku's in charge because Suri's trying to do her thing. Then Suri does her thing, and then she's in charge. Right? Then she gets to be the one making the deciding factor of are we going to kill Namor or not? And we get to have this bullshit tension of is she going to kill Namor or not? So your point of her having the deciding factor, is that based off of her being the protagonist? So it's not just she needs to be... If it was a smaller scale story where she didn't have the fate of a nation in her hands, then it wouldn't have mattered. But this is the fate of a nation in her hands. And if her mom's in play, her mom is not a mollifying presence. Someone to talk her down. Someone to say, don't do that thing. It will have horrible consequences. That's going to keep her from going off the rails. Because the whole thing is we're supposed to be thinking she's going to go off the rails. She's going to go too far. She's going to go for vengeance. But they but they used her mom like that anyway when she said, show them who you are. And that's when she didn't do it. I'm trying to remember if that was like a flashback or like suddenly she was seeing her ancestors in the middle of the fight. I don't know. She just popped up. I don't know. Because like I felt like that was not a literal her mom showing up from the ancestral plane that was just suri somehow thinking about her mom and what her mom would say oh, i'm just saying like, i didn't care because i knew it wasn't gonna happen <laughs> she wasn't she was she wasn't gonna kill namor i know she I wasn't know. gonna kill namor it, it yeah. would have it's not only just like namor needs to survive because clearly they want him for other movies and stuff but it would have been character assassination of Suri. Like, that's not who she is. And you can't have a Marvel hero murder in vengeance. Yeah. Like, you just, you're not gonna, you're not gonna do that. You're not gonna do that. So it's just like, all right, that's a false. I don't believe the threat. I yeah. don't believe the tension. I don't believe the stakes. Yeah. So I... it undercut the whole third act but just as sweeping as that was that ending that third act and all and that resolve that's the same way all that's how the way everything happened in this movie it was just like no nuance it was just all raw to me and they could have did the same thing with less words and make a little bit more sense to me i just think it wasn't refined it doesn't make yep. it bad it don't make it a good story but it's just like no. You know, it's just like how you open a door. You could kick down the door or you could turn the doorknob. They both get the door open. And, but, and but there's ways you go about it. Right. And like, clear, the acting was all really good. Yes, yes. The parts, 
I am a absolute sucker for people being sad because someone they care about died. Mm. Holy shit! Every every I'm sad scene, ah, yeah. fucking worked. It fucking yeah. worked. Yeah, it did. Like beginning, middle, end, all that stuff worked. But yeah, a lot of the it just needed like five more drafts yeah. needed five more drafts um, the third act tension like uh, it's so funny because like the theme is like the only theme we can take away is not a a character arc theme but just like colonialism and resource exploitation sucks mm-hmm. yep that theme came through loud and clear yeah. but there was no like character theme there's no character thing. There's no counterpoint theme to that. You know, exploitation is horrible. Mm-hmm. There was no like, well, what is the response to that? And yeah, the series arc didn't work, and the third act tension that has to go with that arc didn't work. Yeah. But I still kind of enjoyed it. Like, I did. Though the third yeah. act just flat, I like. Yeah. I. I, I saw it twice and I definitely felt a little, I felt a little less, not necessarily triggered, but I felt I've, I enjoyed it the first time and I enjoyed it the second time differently after I had my thoughts of the first time I saw it. I will say I, I paid more attention to it and some of the stuff that I felt really, like I guess triggered by didn't hit me as bad the second time. Because it's kind of like when you first watching something, you start seeing all the all the cracks, all the holes and stuff. You, you're taking it in. You want to enjoy it, but you just you're ready to eat this big old meal, and it's not the meal you thought you were gonna get. And so you're just right. shoveling to your your mouth, but there's nothing on the fork. But you just you're trying because you know you know you want you want this meal, and it felt like that. And so the second time, I kind of knew what kind of meal it was, and so. Right. I, I kind of took my time with eating and, and taking it in, but it was still, when I saw it the second time, I was like, okay, I don't know if I will watch this again. It's fine. I'm not upset, but I'm also kind of done with this in a way. It's like, I don't know if I would read, it's right. not when I would pop in just to watch necessarily. Um, and it doesn't mean it's a bad movie at all, but you know, they are, they, I thought it's going to feel that way about this movie because it was going to be too sad. That's why I thought I wasn't going to, but it wasn't. I think the way they did it made it where, even though in the beginning it was sad, you had so much stuff going on, you didn't have a time to be sad. And then it paid respect to him. And then at the end, it ended nicely where it had hope and everything. And we all kind of said, you know, goodbye and exhaled together. So I thought that was beautiful. Right. So I thought that was fun too. The bookends were solid. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Since we had dessert first, let's start with. <laughs> with, with with the appetizer or dinner. What did you think of that opening? It was rough. Not not in like a bad way, but just like kind of like five, 10 minutes of just like gut punch. I, I thought the way they handled, you know, they had to lay out what happened to Chala, which was like sudden illness and panic and we can't save him. Yeah. And I feel like it it sets up a potential arc and I feel like this is also kind of why like Suri's arc in the third act doesn't work because when, when you set up the first act you're 
a lot of people say you're promising what the third act is going to be, right? Right. And so, like, you have this whole thing in that sequence where Suri cannot find a cure fast enough for her brother. And that is devastating. Yes. And it's also super understandable because she's fucking smart. She's a super genius and she couldn't save her brother. And if they had gone with that arc of that undermining her confidence and they kind of do that because she figures out how to get the heart-shaped herb towards the end. But it just, it, it's not the climax. It's not the climax, so that's not her arc. Right. But for for the rest of that, the whole the funeral thing, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was uh, amazingly well done. Um, yeah, I, I I was tearing up. Like they they did it so well without. I mean, you just get the like one sort of mural of his face and the rest of it is about the grief that everyone else is experiencing um yeah i got no notes aside from jesus christ that was i don't think i've had as sad an intro since the first 10 minutes of up that devastated me man that devastated me and it was beautifully done excellent that it could have ended with that that could have been a whole movie that could have been a short and then an academy award winner let's just talk about the amazingness of of up the amazing thing that they set up and and, you know tons of movies and stories do this is they set up a a token a representation of that person that loss right Mm -hmm. you know you'll see it in movies where like someone's looking at a picture of his loved one so you know what they're thinking of and in up he has his chair and he has her empty chair and through that whole adventure of their house going all around all the place and getting jostled he's always concerned about the chair getting damaged falling over falling out of the house because it's the that is his anchor to his wife Mm -hmm. and so every time he's looking at that chair and the chair is getting bumped and jostled like that first 10 minutes just comes back in its entirety yeah and if you wanted to have that hanging around Suri's neck in a more meaningful way, you needed a talisman of T'Challa. So I think there was, I think it was, there was a flashback scene in this where it was like he was picking out his suit and it might have been in the first one i don't know i I saw it somewhere where he's it's a scene with her and he's picking out a suit his black panther suit yeah that's the that's the first one there's the one there's the one that killmonger will pick Mm -hmm. and then there's his and it's just the 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 claws Mm -hmm. right and that becomes his necklace that it grows out of yeah yeah yeah. she could have taken one of the claws yeah yeah and just made it a piece of jewelry, right? That she's holding on to her brother, mm. right? And so his claw from his necklace, from his outfit, that is more clearly T'Challa. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, after she's had whatever breakthrough and she can let him go, she can let go of the robe 
but she can let go of the claw and put it in the fire as well right mm -hmm. and it's that symbolism of letting go but that allows us to have all that grief in the 10 minutes right where she's putting his helmet on the coffin some you know they're putting this they're putting that and maybe maybe everyone else the queen mother umbaku the other leaders of the tribe have the other pieces the mm -hmm. other claws the talons out of his necklace mm -hmm. and they all put it down around the helmet on the coffin and she can't put hers down mm -hmm. because she can't let go of her brother yet right that's kind of how they use the robe but it wasn't connected connected it, it wasn't connected yeah. like that yeah. it's like oh, but they yeah, try to use it like that burn yeah. the robe they're, they're yeah. trying to use it like that but it doesn't it's not loaded and we're not familiar with, with it like that either yeah we're just not yeah we're not familiar yeah. with it being like that hey this is jay and I hope you're enjoying the conversation so far. I just want to let you know that this conversation is part of a larger conversation that continues on the next episode. Thanks for listening. <laughs>